March of 1998. Mm. <sighs> All right, for real, it's In March of 1998, a man named Stan Myers was at lunch with two potential business investors and his twin brother, Stephen, when he suddenly ran outside the restaurant and dropped to his knees, becoming violently ill. Within minutes, Stan was dead, declaring just before he died, quote, they poisoned me. Why would someone do that? Well, Stan had potentially stumbled upon an invention that threatened to topple one of the largest commercial enterprises in the world. That's right, the fuel industry. Stan had declared himself the inventor of the car of the future, one that he claimed ran solely on water. But was that the case? Is this even possible? Let's find out. I'm your host, Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. Stan Myers was born August 24, 1940, in Columbus, Ohio. After finishing high school, he briefly attended Ohio State, but did not graduate, and later joined the U.S. military. He was the author of over 50 patents filed in the U.S. and Canada in fields such as oceanography, cardiac monitoring, and banking validation systems. In fact, in 1989, Meyer began to receive preferential treatment from the patent office, with his applications jumping to the front of the line and being approved within months. He filed the patent application for what he called a water fuel cell in 1990, and despite skepticism about the legitimacy of a car that runs on water, he was able to patent his invention, meaning he proved to a patent review board that his invention worked reliably. Now, his invention promised to revolutionize the automotive industry. The electric water fuel cell divided any kind of water, including salt water, into its fundamental elements of hydrogen and oxygen by utilizing a process far simpler than the electrolysis method. Meyer's water-powered engine was the result of 20 years of research and dedication, and he claimed it was capable of converting tap water into enough hydrogen fuel to drive his car from one end of the country to the other on 22 gallons of water. Naturally, his invention was mind-boggling and promised a future of non-polluting vehicles that could be refueled with a garden hose. So who wouldn't love this idea, right? Well, for starters, the petroleum industry. Meyer was up against copious amounts of money from big oil. Exxon, the world's largest publicly traded oil and gas company, reported earnings in 2018 of $76.61 billion. And that's only one of many companies just like it. Those who profit from selling oil and gas have built their fortunes upon it, and their incomes and futures would be in jeopardy should an alternative, sustainable fuel be introduced to replace their harmful products. Now, many of Stan's patents have expired now, but they can still be found online at Google's patent catalog. If you just Google Stan Meyer patents, easy, pulls it right up. Now, let's talk about his death. The investigation into his death concluded that he died from a cerebral aneurysm. Some timing though, huh? Now, Stan's brother, along with many others, insist that he was murdered. And recent news has stirred the nest of bees and the internet is abuzz again, as another water car inventor has died in a very unusual way quite recently. Aaron Salters Jr. was a victim of a hate crime and mass shooting 
that happened this year in May of 2022. When an 18-year-old white man walked into a supermarket in Buffalo, New York and opened fire on the black residents shopping there, Salters was a retired police officer who worked as a security guard at the store and was on duty during the attack. He fired his weapon at the heavily armed assailant before losing his own life. He was one of 10 casualties that day, but what had caught people's attention was that they had just seen Aaron on the news weeks before. He was demonstrating an engine that ran off the residue created by the process of electrolysis. So essentially, a car that ran on water. This immediately sparked the interest of many conspiratorial minds, and they began to theorize that Aaron Salters had been targeted not just for the color of his skin, but for the work that he was doing. Salters was working to complete his bachelor's degree at Canisius College, and according to his LinkedIn profile, he ran a business called AWS Hydrogen Technologies and was issued a U.S. patent in July of 2015 for, quote, method and system for using the byproduct of electrolysis to power an engine. So just like Stan, it's easy to comprehend why someone would want this man dead. But when the shooter from the Buffalo store was investigated, it was pretty evident that his motivations were clear. The young man had an almost 200-page document on his computer that spoke of many different groups of minorities as, quote, replacements, and said that they needed to be taken care of or they would end up overrunning and replacing the white majority. Now, are mass shootings orchestrated terrorist plots set by our own government or entity to divide us as a people? <laughs> That's a topic best left for another episode. But I think it's pretty clear though, in these cases, there's no direct link between the two murders. I'm one who seriously considers conspiracies, believe me. But the strings that have to be drawn to connect the dots on this one is a little tough for me to grasp. And not to mention, there are already hydrogen powered cars on the market. And the focus now is just on how to create hydrogen sustainably. In fact, most of the hydrogen we produce now is done by burning fossil fuels. So really the only way either of these inventions would have worked would have been if they found a way to extract hydrogen in a safe and sustainable way. And that is the claim that their inventors made. But it's also what keeps most modern day scientists from approving the design. According to our current understanding of science, the process Stan Myers used is impossible. His device was said to consume more energy than it created. And in 1996, he was taken to court over the legitimacy of his claims. He was ordered to pay back two investors a total of $25,000, since an expert witness claimed that his science was impossible. His car has been the topic of discussion ever since. For years, it was kept in hiding by the family and Myers' business partners as they feared that the car is what got Stan killed. So they locked it up and acted as if it had been stolen. And to this day, no one has ever replicated the fuel cell successfully. And the only proof it ever really did run was eyewitness testimonies. Now Salters Jr., he got very close. And it seemed that he was on his way to figuring out the mysteries that Myers took to his grave. So do we believe that the government put a hit out on Myers and Salters Jr. for the work that they were succeeding at? I don't really believe so. I believe if anyone did order a hit on these two men, it would have been someone more deeply invested in the oil industry. The two Belgian investors who were at lunch with Stan the day he died, they didn't seem upset at the events of the lunching. They never offered condolences when it happened. They just left, emotionless, 
and withdrew their interest in the invention. Stephen Myers, Stan's brother, is convinced that they may have had something to do with it, but there was never anything found during the investigation. Many people have argued that the water car is not anything to kill inventors over. But even companies like Tesla would be at risk if Myers' device worked as it said it did. Not to mention, Elon Musk is working on using hydrogen power and has been exploring the idea. And I, if I'm not mistaken, the Tesla Model H was originally supposed to be a hydrogen-powered car. But also, other companies like Toyota already has hydrogen-powered cars. Google Toyota Myra. I think I'm saying that right. Mirai? I think it might be Mirai. M-I-R-A-I. Toyota M-I-R-A-I. Check it out. And you may think, why use hydrogen at all when electric motors are working so well, right? Well, hydrogen actually has a much faster refuel time. You could pull up to a hydrogen pump and refuel within five minutes, whereas a Tesla can take nearly two hours to fully charge. Maybe 30 minutes if you happen to have or find a supercharger, but that's still six times longer than hydrogen. Now, Stan's fuel cell would eliminate the need for any kind of outside fuel source to extract hydrogen. Meaning once you bought the car, other than regular maintenance, you would never need to charge or fill up again other than just with water. You simply pour some water into the engine and take off. It's a revolutionary concept that would put a lot of businesses out of work and make them obsolete, honestly. I'm inclined to believe that the man did not just kill over from a brain aneurysm, especially since the symptoms don't quite add up. Why grab your throat if it's in the brain? Was there a toxicology report done? Was poison ruled out? Were these men the unfortunate target of greedy industries? Were their deaths planned and covered up? And the most terrifying, were they brilliant minds lost before they could change the world? All right, there you have it. There's our episode on the water car or water cars, um, rather. There's so much to break down in this episode. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to remember everything that I want to talk about in this post show and break everything down in order. So the, the first question is, are water cars possible? So here's the problem, right? So initially Stan easily got the patent for the water sale, right? But he got the patent from a group or a board of patenters, whatever you want to call them, that trusted Stan, that knew Stan and had already approved hundreds of other patents for this man, right? So do you not think that they would be a little more willing to look the other way as far as, well, maybe it doesn't all add up, but Stan will get there, right? Um, but either way, it was approved. Now, I never seen it function, but of course there were eyewitnesses that did. I don't understand if you made a water car, why not have video of it running? And then even if there is video of it running, how can we be sure um, that that it is running solely on water? I don't think we I don't think we can. We can't prove that process. Now, there are, like we said earlier in the show, there are plenty of cars that run on hydrogen. That's already a thing. Running on hydrogen, not that big a deal. But the fact that Stan's car claimed to be able to turn water or separate water on board and take the hydrogen from the water to power the car, that's just, that's on another level, right? 
And then same way with Salters Jr. Um, we've linked his video below as well, which is it's much more current. And his he's converted an F-150 basically to run on, he, he calls it the residue that is left from the electrolysis system. So he claims that you put water in the tank, it separates the two, and then it stores the hydrogen in this system that is like built in the bed of the truck. Okay, it takes up about half the bed. There is a lot of space here. So that system pumps the water from the tank, stores the hydrogen, and then can now run the truck. And he claims that the truck can do all this itself. Now, the only question is, um, of course, the system doesn't run in the video, only the truck does. So what powers the system? That's the that's kind of the issue right now. Do you have to run the truck on gasoline in order to power the uh, electrolysis system that then separates the water so that you can take the hydrogen from the water to then run the truck on that? If that's the case, I mean, it's still beneficial, right? Even if you had to use some gasoline, because basically you could, with this theory, you could let the truck run on gasoline, power the, the motor for the, for the electrolysis system, or whatever is running that, the power has to be uh, placed into the water in order to separate it, right? I I'm no scientist, <laughs> but this system has to be controlled somehow. Uh, like for instance, there is there's a man. It's it's uh, there's another man who has converted a Corvette, a mid '90s Corvette, and I think that video is linked below as well. If not, I'll do my best to find it. And uh, he's basically converted it into a hydrogen run vehicle with four hydrogen tanks that he's placed in the back of the trunk. Now he has his electrolysis system that creates the hydrogen is a completely separate unit that stands alone at his house. So yes, he can turn water into fuel per se, but it has to happen in the system over the course of eight to 12 hours as it's fueling these tanks. So he has this separate system that's in his driveway or his garage or whatever, and it is separating the water. And then the hydrogen from that system is being pumped slowly into the tanks in the car. And he says, you know, if you left it overnight by morning, you'd be ready for say a 400 mile trip. So pretty impressive, you know, of course, depending on how you would drive. So what I'm saying is the technology is there. Just creating a hydrogen car is not even worth killing someone over. It's really not. But if Stan did create some way on board to separate the hydrogen and oxygen in water on board the car and then burn the hydrogen and power the car, now that would be revolutionary. Absolutely. And if we believe that Stan did that, if we believe that Salters Jr. was on the way, then that, in my opinion, if you're a giant, if you're a big oil company, if you're big, you know, if you're big oil, then that's a reason to get rid of these people because they're going to revolutionize everything. Now, there was another guy that I did not cover in the main part of the episode that I just wanted to, to mention. He's an honorable mention. And his name is Thomas Ogle. Now, Thomas Ogle basically invented, or at least the first one on record, um, in the 1970s, in 1977 to be exact, he invented what is called the vapor carburetor, which uh, would allow any vehicle, carbureted vehicle obviously, to achieve over 100 miles per gallon of gasoline depending on your vehicle. Now, 
this is a little article um, from thefreethoughtproject.com, which I will also link down below. Uh, it says, after surviving an assassination attempt, Ogle subsequently died under suspicious circumstances only months later. Um, he was asked by a journalist, Ron Leitner, he says, are you afraid of oil companies or the Arabs coming after you? And he says, no, not anymore. I've had too much publicity. If I'd kept my invention a secret, I might be worrying. But there's nothing to worry about anymore, said Ogle. Then the saga began on October 30th, 1977 as Ogle unveiled his invention to the world in a consumption test using a 1974 Galaxy, which unmodified achieved roughly 13 miles per gallon. The test saw the inventor drive a journalist 205 miles on just two gallons of gasoline, achieving over 100 miles per gallon. The results of his road test were so spectacular that the car was inspected for hidden fuel tanks. None were found, and those who drove with Ogle confirmed that they had never stopped to refuel. Subsequently, the amazing technology was publicized in the El Paso Times, Argosy Magazine, the Philadelphia Inquirer, and many other publications, bringing Ogle's invention nationwide attention. The modified car was extensively tested, and engineers found no evidence of fraud, although naysayers point out that there was no scientifically valid testing of the device to independently corroborate the invention's purported capabilities. So it wasn't checked out, but it did it. Same thing with the water car, right? It's almost like they don't want to look into it because if it is a possibility, then that's a bigger problem. <laughs> Does that make sense? But both the vapor carburetor, you, you can go on YouTube and type in vapor carburetor and there's, there's people on YouTube who have created these things. They have created all sorts of different types of vapor carburetors that can run engines on literal fumes of gasoline. And the same thing with water cars. I watched videos of people creating um, generators, electric or, or motorized generators that were run off of water. They were converted to run off water. So it, now could these videos be lying? Absolutely. Anytime you have a video, it could be edited, right? A sound could be added. There's a million things that could be done. Um, but there's just so much evidence that these two things are somewhat possible. So <laughs> I'll leave you with that. Guys, there's, like I said, there's tons of links below to check out. Uh, you can see all of our sources that we used here at Strange and Unexplained. And uh, yeah, you can go down your own little rabbit hole of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All right. Well, anyways, let's check in with Lauren this week. Let's see what he thinks in this week's Lauren Synopsis. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lawrence Synopsis, breaking down the case like, breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lawrence, it's time for Lawrence Synopsis, breaking down the case like, breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lawrence, it's time for Lawrence Synopsis, breaking down the case like, breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. What's up people, Lauren here, here to get my thoughts on this week's Strange and Unexplained. Water cars, which have been brought back to light uh, due to an unfortunate incident which occurred earlier this year, the 2022 Buffalo supermarket shooting um, at Tops Friendly Markets in Buffalo, in which many lives were taken, and unfortunately, one of them being Aaron Salter, a 30-year veteran of Buffalo Police who had, after retirement, worked at the supermarket as a security officer 
for the prior four years before his unfortunate death when he tried to be a hero and um, save the day and take out the shooter who had many advantages. He had a much larger weapon and he had body armor and he had the element of surprise as well, knowing what he was going to do with Aaron Salter being caught off guard and unfortunately killing Aaron Salter. And it came to light later that this man was a man of many talents. He was obviously a decorated police officer, 30-year veteran uh, asset to the, the community and all of that. But he also dabbled in uh, chemistry and had an F-150 that could apparently run on water, um, which the vehicle used electrolysis to convert into hydrogen. And I can't even begin to try and act like I understand this shit fully. But this is not the first time this has happened and people have connected the dots here and said that it's possible that this shooting happened because Aaron Salter was on the brink of changing the game when it came to um, travel and green energy and, you know, threatening big oil and all of that. And it's, it's all a very familiar story. If you've heard the story of Stan Meyer, who back in the mid to late seventies and through the eighties, had his water fuel cell. He had a buggy that could allegedly run on water and any kind of water. You could dump sea water in there and it would run. And he was allegedly killed by, you know, the the billionaires, the big oil and by the government because his, if people could just dump water into their vehicle and, and drive, what good would big oil be? And what good would all these wars be that we go and take oil from and all of that. And I get that whole thesis and I don't, wouldn't put it past big oil and the government for a second to kill someone if they threaten that kind of power. Don't get me wrong. But in studying a little deeper into Stan Meyer, I, there's a lot of things that just feel fishy to me. And I think the guy was amazing. Don't get me wrong. What he was doing, he was a brilliant man. But at the same time, I think there's a little sleight of hand, a little tricky there, trickery there. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's as simple as you could just dump some water in and drive hundreds of miles. Uh, you don't see much of the car driving. You see it parked on the side of the highway, running in his driveway, idling. Um, I don't know how much power he was able to generate from his converting the water into hydrogen um, and then reverting it back. I don't fully understand it, like I said. But, you know, I know that the the patents were disputed and people were saying that he was uh, recycling something that was basically uh, electro electrolysis and had already been done. Um, I don't know. Ultimately, I feel like Stan Meyer was definitely on the verge of something and it scared big oil and maybe they did kill him. And also maybe he did just have an aneurysm and Aaron Salter, I think was obsessed with chemistry and wanted to make this work. And I didn't think he, I think he didn't quite get there to where he could quite drive this pickup truck. Once again, you see it allegedly running in the driveway, um, on water. He had this water tank, but the the video that I saw was just kind of hard to tell really what's going on. It was not a well-produced video. It would seem like it was a, maybe a couple of his family members or friends filming him do a breakdown of this truck where he has, uh, you know, some crazy stuff going on with switches and I don't really know what's going on and I didn't see the truck drive. Um, that doesn't take anything away from the fact that this, this was an amazing man who had an incredible hobby as well and uh, had an unfortunate 
uh, death. And I wish he would have shot and killed this piece of shit that thought it was a good idea to go to a supermarket and just take a bunch of lives for no reason uh, or in the name of racism or whatever his motive was. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we've seen it before when power is threatened, they will go to any length to take someone out and they usually have the ability to control the media and the narrative behind it. So it's, it's, uh, not surprising to me whatsoever if, if both of these men were killed because of their threat to power. And if this this mass shooting at this grocery store was perpetrated with the express intent of taking out Aaron Salter, that wouldn't surprise me for a minute. That being said, I haven't seen any full on evidence to prove that. And it's hard to go out and just declare that. So that's my thoughts. I think that this, this concept of hydrogen cars, converting water into hydrogen in a car, it, had we continued to push that starting with uh, Stanley Meyer back in 75 until where we're at now, I think we'd already be doing it. But I think that they wanted to stay the course. Big Oil and the government wanted to stay the course of they were making their money and they didn't want to shake the boat. And it's easier just to take somebody like this, this nobody, Stan Meyer out before it gets too big. And, and they didn't really want to, you know, go down that road of trying to make water cars because then it's just like cuts into their profits. So I think that's very much possible and probably what happened. Um, I feel like I'm all over the place with this, this, and I hope you guys get where I'm coming from. I think both Stan Meyer and Aaron Salter were awesome dudes and were onto something. And I think they scared a lot of powerful entities and may have been killed, but it's also hard for me to say that with any kind of, uh, there's no proof really other than, you know, just a lot of circumstantial stuff. So it's definitely an interesting conspiracy to go down. And uh, I'm, I'm, my interest is I've, I've brought up Stan Meyer in the past and his water car and how he was killed, uh, potentially, um, so yeah, it's, it's something I've always been fascinated with and I didn't know the connection to the 2022 Buffalo shooting, uh, and Aaron Salter and his water truck. And it just makes me even more fascinated. So I hope you guys enjoyed my take and I'll see you next week. All right, Lauren, thank you so much for that synopsis. You were all over the place as we all were. This case is crazy. Like I said, um, there's just so much back and forth. It's like, well, we didn't see the car do this. We didn't see the car do that. Well, don't you think that that footage and whatnot could have died uh, with Stan Meyer? I don't know. The people who the people who are powerful enough to get rid of these men are plenty powerful enough to control the story and the media around it, right? So it's just that's that's just exactly how they want it. They want everything to be up to speculation. And, you know, you can either convince yourself that it is a big conspiracy or you can convince yourself that all of this is true. And he was assassinated and uh, just like Salter was as well. I don't know. I don't know, guys. But it's a rabbit hole for sure. And I hope you guys enjoyed learning about these inventions regardless. And maybe I've inspired you to go and check out and learn a little bit more about how this works. There are some really good YouTube videos, uh, some like chemistry science channels that really break down this and you can you can actually make these little devices to separate uh hydrogen 
and oxygen out of water at home. It's it's pretty impressive. Uh, of course, it takes a long period of time, and you have to have um, some sort of power source. But uh, like a jumper box for your car battery could work. It's it's pretty interesting. But uh, anyways, guys, if you enjoy if you enjoyed this content and you enjoy True Crime Guys content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That is the wheels of both of these shows. Uh, that's patreon.com slash truecrimeguys. And you guys can get access to everything we make here at True Crime Guys Productions. Um, if you guys don't know, we have another podcast called True Crime Guys. And that is the, the mother of True Crime Guys Productions. That's where it all started. New episodes of True Crime Guys drop every single Wednesday where me and Lauren break down a, uh, a true crime case. It could be anything from a popular serial killer uh, to a one-off, very obscure crime case or a whodunit. Uh, who knows, right? Um, but of course, we like to save most of our whodunits for here on Strange and Unexplained, which we have new episodes of this every single Monday. But if you sign up on Patreon, you'll get early access to these episodes on Thursdays. And then on Monday, we'll replace your content with Strange Shorts with me and Andy, which you hear every fourth episode of here on the free platform. And you also get access to Just the Banter with me and Lauren, where we take listener questions, uh, suggestions, all types of things, and we, you know, shoot the shit for about 30 minutes or so every Friday. A new Just the Banter comes out on Patreon with video, mind you, with video. Um, as well as every True Crime Guys episode has video as well on our YouTube channel. So that is linked right below. If you click the True Crime Guys link tree right below the description of this episode and then click click YouTube, we'll take you right over there. All right? All right, guys. We appreciate however you support the show, whether you uh, follow us on social media at SNU Podcast or if you leave a review or whatever have you, we appreciate it very, very much. Or merch. All links below. All right? Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week with a new Strange and Unexplained case. Until then, uh, just keep on being strange, okay? Just don't be strangers. See ya. check out all the other programs on the TCG network. Every Wednesday, a new episode of True Crime Guys proper, Strange and Unexplained on Mondays, and Full House Fantasy Football on Fridays to start your weekend. If those aren't enough, head on over to our Patreon account, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of content, including older episodes and other Patreon exclusives like Strange Shorts, Sandu Stories, Higher Thoughts, and the 5-Minute Murder Show. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. How do you you shut this thing off? Over? Over?